0: Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Cuba, a.k.a. Kikita Onimaro, joined here by my shiny new co-host.
1: Max Williams, a.k.a. Mackie no Oni, or Whacked
0: Mackie. I say shiny new even though you're a filthy crab slash Shadowlands abomination.
1: Look, the maho just really enhances the shine.
0: It answers your voice too. So we have a longtime listener, uh, Tom, who contacts me every once in a while. Stuff, and he listened to your first episode. He was like, "Holy crap, Trevor! You found the one person in L five R with a voice deeper than yours." <laughs> I was like, "I know. It's weird because the people don't know. Is like you're like nine years old."
1: I. A couple times when doing The uh, Table is Yours, I would like post up my recording, and every if I hadn't done a recording for a while, so they'd be like, I always forget your voice is so deep until you do the recording.
0: <laughs> I'm always reminded how young you are by, um, this is a true story, when we uh, at Gen Con last year, it was me, you, Sar, and Jordan. Uh, the Sar, uh, well, Sar, my former co host, uh, co-host, and uh, Jordan, one of the uh, judges for uh, Fantasy Flight. Uh, we all would to, decide to go get eat sushi, even though you don't like fish. <laughs> and yep. at one point, you and Jordan, who are both younger persons, just like hop on your phones and start sharing memes at each other for like 20 minutes straight. And me and Sar just sitting on the other side of the table, like <laughs> actively reiki- wrinkling and growing older as we're watching <laughs> you do this. <laughs>
1: It's not my fault you're not hip with the times, Trevor. At least I know who Spawn is. That's fair.
0: Yeah, everyone doesn't know. Max doesn't know who the comic book hero Spawn is. I guess most people don't because nobody cares about Spawn, but I do.
1: Trevor cares about Spawn. He holds on to what little he has.
0: I'm surprised you don't, because he's like the most Shadowlands character ever. You should look into him and stuff. He's like the most (laughs) Maho guy ever from the 90s with machine guns, though.
1: Oh, I can do that for sure.
0: He's got that distinct tone of something he will never do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to things that we will get around to and stuff. um, We have a restricted list. Uh, that just dropped. Uh, normally, this podcast opens on Monday, but you know everything's been all screwy lately. Uh, the benefit of being a procrastinator is we get both the restricted list dropping and pack six images have officially dropped, so now we can officially talk about them. Uh, so we're going to talk about them a little bit and stuff. Uh, let's go to the RL. Max, what do we got here?
1: Well, you know, we talked about some of these cards in the last episode, and how they seem to be likely contenders for the newest restricted list. Uh, and, you know, I'd say not exactly what we called on all of it, but mm. not the worst. To start things off, uh, a card that as a crab player I looked forward to, and due to the world exploding, never got to put into a sleeve, and now never may put into a sleeve. A uh, Butcher of the Fallen. He went ahead and, uh... I mean, really, when you look at the guy, there's one word on him that I think really
0: pushed him over the top. It's the word rally. It? Rally? Oh. I mean, the article says printed, but you're saying it's rally.
1: <laughs> well, you know, he's saying, this would not be quite so egregious if it didn't also have rally. Mm. Butcher of the Fallen... Stopped people from defending, if they had power, printed military skill less than the number of unbroken provinces you control. Which stops a fair number of people.
0: A fair number? It stops a lot of people. Especially since crabs like, main shtick is it's really hard to break their provinces. Yes. Look,
1: provinces are not meant to be broken, okay? They're meant to be held onto and treasured. I am not breaking your provinces when I come over there. I am just rescuing them from your claws so that they may know the true love of the Shadowlands.
0: I mean what are you crap. About the the lion practically burned down their own provinces at this point. They don't care about <laughs> <Yep>. province, right?
1: <laughs> but he was proving too problematic and has been errated now so that he no longer has the word printed, which means attachments get past him. And it is now lower than, as compared to, lower than or equal to. This should bring him down in power a good deal.
0: You say he's brought down so much. You're not going to play him any It's possible.
1: People have been talking about it in Crab that he may just not be worth the slot anymore. Especially with some of the new, like one of the new characters we got in the uh, pack six here he needs a spot somewhere. So.
0: So is it because he could be, like, countered with a sword, with a fine katana? He's, no, he's not good enough anymore?
1: Yeah, and he already had a lot of counterplay, such as buying political characters and just attacking back, and his mm. six dash isn't doing much about that. So, Fair you know, maybe because of Rally, he'll still continue to see play, because, let's be honest, Rally's a silly keyword, but if he didn't have that, he certainly wouldn't see any play.
0: You know, his dash political. Uh, Actually, no, his dash political included. Uh, Yeah, being me as a duelist, I look at his sixth military like, oh, geez, I can't duel him. And his dash political, like, I also literally can't political duel him either. So (laughs) please take him out of your deck.
1: Maybe I will, Trevor. I'll put him back in when we get paired together at
0: tournaments, okay? Some folks, like, you know, Crane, maybe Scorpion. I don't know. Scorpion's a little bit more military these days. But there's I could definitely see some clans just having, like, not a whole lot of options against him. And then with his new changes. And then some clans, like Dragon or Lion, just, like, easily being able to get over his restrictions and making it not worthwhile.
1: Yeah. So, we'll have to see how the meta kind of settles, but I think it's possible that at least for a time, uh, he'll come out, but he could always go back in.
0: Okay. The next card, Unbridled uh, Ambition. Era- up, 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 Is it?
1: You want to <laughs> go or should I go?
0: I mean, I was already going and he just walked on okay. over
1: me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Max is just like, you know what? Screw Trevor. I'm just gonna go ahead. This is boy. my podcast now. <laughs> oh no, the Maho's taken over. <laughs> uh yeah, the next card, Unbridled Ambition. Uncompared where Tyler has written like a whole paragraph about why Butcher the Fallen needed to be errated. There's just one sentence for Unbridled Ambition, which is also a card that's not even released yet. It's in the upcoming Pack Six. It says Now it says, cannot be a stronghold province. Because the province itself has three province strengths. Dishonored characters do not count their skill toward resolution of conflicts at this province. That would make their stronghold nigh unbreakable. You know, if you just stockpile all your dishonor effects for the end, it would just be a nightmare scenario to try to break the box. So, I'm glad they caught this one before it released into the wild, you know? And...
1: Those are the two erratas that we have on the restricted list, and then three new cards have joined the RL, yeah. or, yeah, the
0: restricted list. But the the I, ban I will list, say... and effectively the, the soft ban list, yeah. for what I it is. I will
1: say, I think Butcher of the Fallen avoided the list because they didn't want to put another crab card on there. They were just like, you know, we don't usually errata, but we'll make an a exception this time because we've put so many crab cards on lately.
0: It is interesting how every time the restricted list and banned list gets updated. Like, we all know that, like, the core set is very, like, wonky in its power levels. But it's also, like, the usual suspects that keep getting up on here. Like, you rarely get... Well, you rarely get a unicorn card put on here. And then the unicorn will only put it on here because the crab were abusing it, right?
1: <laughs> yep. But, you know, when we, we had, what, like, three cards put on... Within the last two or just crab, I don't know.
0: Crab's still doing fine in the meta. If we're talking about like salty additions to the to the banded restricted list, almost every time a crane card gets on there, we're like, really? Okay, we get it. Like it's air quotes fair to put this card on, but like really? What do we really do wrong? I just um,
1: want my iron mine and rebuild
0: back. I want Toshimoko back. You you can run him. I mean, I can't run that and Magistrate Station. Exactly. (laughs) Or or the the secret card I'm currently running right now, but I don't want to talk about that because I'm still testing.
1: (laughs) But, uh, there the section, the title of this section is Restricting Rally. Where he admits Rally might be a little
0: strong. Do you feel vindicated? You've been a long, uh, what's What's the opposite of a proponent? You've been a long enemy <laughs> of rally.
1: Yes, ever since it was previewed, I was saying that it was uh way too powerful. Mm. But I am I'm glad I do feel a little vindicated for that. But I am glad he's addressing it.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, we have had this conversation before, but I do feel like rally is a good keyword. I like it because it solves a core issue of the game, and it like accelerates and also stabilizes the dynasty side of the deck and makes the game overall faster i really enjoyed that aspect of it uh what card it gets put on calls things into question if you call puts put on a weak character okay maybe that character becomes a little bit more viable because it's basically a free slot but if it's a strong character and it has rally well they're an in auto include and they're like ridiculously powerful
1: and uh speaking of ridiculously powerful the card that got banned on this update,
0: Lost Papers. Not surprising, not surprising.
1: And he talks about how it was meant to discourage the loading a lot of fate onto one character thing, but even in games where that's not happening, it's still an incredibly powerful card, even if just like a random character has one fate. Well, that's just a free bow that dude
0: yeah games for the last few weeks have just been a like a crapshoot a roulette of hey someone happens to flip over lost papers and then if my character's at two and your character's at two well i guess your character gets bowed and that's just like basically randomly losing the game right there for no real reason
1: yeah just not healthy for the way the game worked for it to be like that where Let's pull the slot machine, and one of the things that can flip up is win the game. So I don't think
0: it would be better if it was. It said something like, "Everybody with two or more fate goes down to two fate." But I think that would also like not be. No, maybe that would be useful enough to be a card worth playing. I don't know. Yeah. that rally, it would.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's the other thing. is It's a neutral, zero-cost card with Rally, so there's just no cost to putting it in there. Mm. But we we talked about Lost Papers on the last episode.
0: Yeah. We also talked about, skimming one of them, we talked about this other one, Contested Countryside, or Cocoa, as people call it sometimes. Um, yeah, this is a weird one, as it goes into the situation where well, actually, I can talk about that and, and Tsunari at the same time. So well, the other one who got banned or put on the restricted list was Ikoma Tsunari, who turns off your opponent's uh, provinces. And then Contested Countryside, I can't say that for some reason, um, allows you to play your opponent's um, provinces, really warping how, which provinces are viable to be played in the meta. Um, This is on the back of him talking not too long ago about we can't have cards that discourage people from attacking too much, um, and his steadfast insistence that um, Pathfinder's Blade is and always will be on the restricted list. Um, And here's two cards that are functionally just the same, if not more powerful. So we
1: talked about Contested Countryside. I think everyone knows what that is. It's a rally-neutral card that allows you as the attacker to trigger the abilities on provinces. Mm -hmm. Then Tsunari is just a super-buffed-up Cautious Scout, which was already a card that for a long time was run in Crane, just because the effect is powerful, and Tsunari is just that on steroids.
0: Yeah. But for context, Crane stopped running... uh cautious Scout because well we needed it back when dragon had those really ridiculous provinces he had the um, feaster famine at full power and their restoration of balance at full power so you needed options to turn those things off or you're just going to lose instantly um well I guess that's not true because other people other people managed to beat <laughs> crap or dragon um we stopped playing that because generally like there's some provinces that are annoying kind of but nothing's really been like so catastrophic that it's worth the cautious scouts slot uh sunari is different because sunari outside from not having cautious scouts restricted of having to be alone while he does that is also a commander Yep. And that Lion Commander package is is, is quite potent these days.
1: Indeed. And uh, they even call out, you know, the fact that you can run it alongside tactical ingenuity. They're just absolutely insane, so at the very least you can't run them both.
0: Tactical ingenuity is a card that um has grown in value for me recently. Like I respect it more than I did. Um in the old version of the Lion Tower, I didn't care much for it because that deck tends to run mostly attachments, or at least it used to. Uh, so it would like flip over cards and they'd be attachments and it couldn't really do anything, or it'd be like very basic actions. So I wasn't too worried. Uh, now that they've lost the spyglass to hyper accelerate it, and everyone else has lost the, um, what did you call it? Po- uh, policy debate to. Take things out of Lion's hands, and they just run more events. It's it's much scarier than it used to be. I gotta say.
1: Yeah, especially because tactical ingenuity—if you can just get it going—is practically as good as Spyglass was.
0: Mm-hmm. Now it is. It definitely yeah, is. Yeah.
1: So it's it's a pretty pretty nutty card.
0: For the rest, uh, we don't really need to get into the rest of it because we don't really, we don't know what skirmish is. Did you play any skirmish before the apocalypse? I have not. I played a handful of games on uh, tabletop simulator, and now you can't play off of our tabletop simulator anymore and stuff. So, uh, that being said, there were some additions to the ban list for. Skirmish format, uh, spyglass was added because, of course, it was because spyglass is ridiculous. Also, windswept yurt was put on there because skirmish format you only need to hit, hit a much smaller honor threshold, and people were doing it really easily. So, yeah, also for people who are interested, is the draft format has a new list, but we never got a chance to play like you bought a whole second collection just to use as draft, and we were sleeving it up when everything stopped. So we never got yep. to play draft.
1: Yep, it was unfortunate, but that's way of life sometimes.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. All right, well, I suppose we could just go on to pack six. We're not going to look at every single card, but... look at least one from every clan and like anything that kind of stands out i think the first one on this list is pretty notable in being a stronghold
1: yeah strongholds tend to be a pretty important aspect of the game
0: theoretically (laughs) some of them are considerably more important than others (laughs) So this one, uh, Iron Mountain Castle, uh, Stronghold with plus two private strength. Castle, each dragon you control can have an additional restricted attachment. So kind of like how dragons used to be in the old game. Um, Interrupt, when you play an attachment on a character you control, Bow this Stronghold, reduce the cost to play the attachment by one. Um, Ten honor, seven fate, ten influence. Um, Pretty, it's, it's comparable to their core box uh struggle, isn't it?
1: Uh, it's comparable. it's lower starting honor, I
0: believe. what is the name of that thing? I'm just like dragon stronghold
1: <laughs> I don't know what it's uh, called uh Mountain anvil castle
0: Mountain anvil, okay, so I get you like I think this is the one that like it compares most directly to uh not that dragon has a whole lot of options right now uh, so yeah, one less starting honor, and so mount uh mountain anvil castle kind of caps out at plus two bonus if you already have um, two attachments already on there. Um, So I think strictly line for line, Iron Mountain Castle is better, seeing as, um, well, it's not just gaining you two free, but it is allowing you the ability to gain more via uh, the restricted attachments. And the price reduction, I think, goes a long way towards um, making the attachments usable out of it.
1: Yeah, the main thing about it is that you do need to have enough attachments, right? Because for Mountain's Abbeville Castle, if you just load up all the attachments on one dude, then he's just getting pumped. Whereas this, you need to be running enough restricted attachments that you have the ability to put three on people meaningfully. Mm -hmm. If you just, like... I've got one guy, I gave him three, and oh, it uh, was never relevant again. Because like, eh, the cost reduction is nice, but a lot of attachments are already zero cost.
0: Well, kind of. I mean, the, yes, they are, because we kind of figured out what the a good price point that attachment should be, and I think design has followed suit. I think there's a lot of attachments that we just kind of like have blocked out of our minds, because we see one cost on there, like, I'm never going to play you that's fair um and even things like so ancestral Dice show. that's a staple of dragon decks and it costs one and having that thing be free i think it's pretty decent yeah
1: i could certainly see cards like that coming back
0: i i, I would have to sit here or one at a time and look at all of the restricted cards and see if it's kind of worth it like i'm sure that the, the- The mathematicians have done the math on this one and figured out if there's something valuable to be uh, gained or something. Um, Yeah,
1: I'm sure sure that some math has been done on it. At the very least, you know, there's things like the Elegant Tessin, uh, the Restricted ones. You could have, uh, like, the Two Heavens Technique cost one. That works well with Restricted.
0: Adorn Barcha is on there. I mean... Yeah. Ooh, you know what? As, I'm saying as I'm scrolling through here, Elegant Tessin. Did you just say that? I did. Oh my gosh. See, <laughs> that's what I'm doing, not paying attention to you. Um, elegant Tessin. I, I cannot listen and, re- and read at the same time. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that could do a lot of just having it like a free Elegant tested. I think that's kind of worth the price of admission and stuff. There's cute things you could do that just like overall, it's like Iron Mountain Castle saves you a little bit of money. I think that's pretty neat. Um but I don't think it like really pushes Dragon into a a real new place, right? I don't think the advantages you get here are going to revolutionize Dragon in any meaningful way.
1: Yeah, at the very least it's very flavorful for Dragon because they often, you know, some of the Dragon like fantasy aspect is they pick up all these weapons, you know, you sometimes see the the guy who's, you know, got two, one sword in each hand, you know, holding a sword in his mouth or whatever. That's always been kind of like the dragon's <laughs> thing, right?
0: The one in the mouth, the, the Roanora Zoro from One Piece? Yes, yeah, exactly. A... Yeah, well, he's, I... he's busting that out. I guess that's kind of true for this new bastardized FFG version of dragon. So if people don't know, like the whole shtick of dragon of the, the neat 10 style of sword school is the dragon will use two swords. They'll use their, the katana and they'll use their wakazashi uh, in combat. And in the old game, this was represented by um, no, more, usually characters could only have one weapon. Dragons could equip two weapons. Um this game, everybody can equip two weapons, and now the dragon can equip three. So now they've all turned into Roronoa Zoro. Who <laughs> people? If people who don't know Roronoa Zoro is a character from One Piece who literally fights with three katatas, the third one being he carries it in his mouth. It's very dumb. Yeah, it's also kind of awesome.
1: So you you can now fulfill that power fantasy dragons. <laughs>
0: uh let's see moving to the very next one i'm not meaning to go down the list but i think the first i think the first handful of these cards are like really interesting uh unbridled ambition we just mentioned this one on the restricted list is the one that got uh errata to not be a conflict province um yeah i'm glad it got the errata because now i don't think it gets played it went from like being a staple card to put under the stronghold uh, to something that's like not really reliable enough to w- warrant playing anymore. I don't know.
1: Yep, it was the Scorp- was kind of a ridiculous card. Now it's
0: because yeah. the scorpions are not going to waste their sure yeah. they have a lot of ways to dishonor well, people. See but play?
1: They- maybe, maybe if you want a really defensive scorpion deck with dishonor and all, your, and your goal is just to not get broken, it
0: it, it could see play. Maybe. Yeah, like I was saying, the, the dragon, they, or the dragon, the scorpion, they have a lot of ways to dishonor people, but they don't have unlimited ways of dishonoring people. And they're not really going to waste those tools to save uh, a province that, like, if it other than its ability to not break, it's just easily farmed. And, and now it's just costing them dishonor tools. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be played a whole lot anymore. Yeah. The next card, I think it's going to be played a lot.
1: The next one is Weight of Duty. It is a Void Province, Neutral, Strength 4. Action. During a conflict at a Void Province, sacrifice a participating character. Choose a non-unique character your opponent controls or any character your opponent controls if the sacrificed character was unique. Bow and dishonor the chosen character.
0: So... This is good for a couple of reasons. The first thing I thought was actually your clan, crab because you have a bunch of cards that synergizes that when you sacrifice people things happen. yes, especially the broker which is already being played a whole lot right now in the current meta yep um I don't know if this is quite like on par with um uh, what do you call it uh shameful display. But it is comparable. Like, like we mentioned before, like, this whole Dominion cycle was clearly supposed to be, like, the first part of replacing Core Set. And this was clearly the shameful display uh, sister card. (laughs) Uh, But now, if you just take secret Void, you could run both of them. I really like it says during a conflict at a Void Province. So it doesn't have to be the conflict you're, like, here, when this one's being attacked. If you attack your opponent's shameful display, you can trigger this one.
1: Yep. Or if they're or if they attack your shameful display, you have some small chump, you honor him, dishonor one of their guys, dishonor, and bow another one of their guys,
0: oh, yeah, and um, yeah, it had to be the guy like I always say I hate bringing up crane all the time, I don't know if anyone else is doing it, but uh, we've got a lot of tools to reveal provinces right now in the game and just keep put turn' them face up. Uh and anything that has action during a blank province, uh those things are a lot more consistent now when Crane is forcing everyone to play with face-up provinces. So I know when your 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 void province is, maybe your your pilgrimage, and I can go to there and I can blow up my character to bow when or, bow and dishonor one of yours. So this is like really good and certain I think crane and crab are gonna get a lot of effect out of this one. Um And you know what? I think anyone who has a void slot, they're not really... What What do people use void slots for these days? I mean, it's just shameful display, right? I mean, it's such a de facto thing, especially for Crane, I've never really considered anything else.
1: I haven't seen any lists that are running other things. I'm I'm sure there are some people who are sick of shameful display and... Don't want to run it anymore, but...
0: Oh, you know what? We are wrong as I'm looking at the current uh, Void Provinces. This is why I'm a bad player, because I just realized this. City of the Rich Frog is a Void Province. Mm. I have completely forgotten that a lot of those um, eminent provinces are dual bugged. Yep. So you can have your your weight of duty flipped up, attack a otherwise defenseless rich frog, and then trigger that. Ooh, that's 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 spicy right there.
1: It'd certainly be strong. I you know I'm I'm looking through some recent deck lists, and I shameful displays still definitely very very popular, but the card yeah. is very flexible.
0: In a world where, you know, most clans don't care about the honor and dishonor token because they keep their glory values low so Scorpion doesn't like abuse them. Uh, I think this is a great alternative for most people. I think it's gonna become like the de facto uh void province. You know, maybe I'm speaking too soon, but I think it's in that category.
1: Yep. And even in Secret Void I could easily see pilgrimage becoming this.
0: Uh, moving along... Well, the next one's on the list is Fire and Oil, but I don't want to talk about anyone. What's a crab card you enjoy? Or rather, or if, if not, what's a crab card you just want to dunk on right now?
1: Crab card I would like to dunk on right now?
0: From if this? Nothing's really, like, like, nothing's floating your boat or anything.
1: Well, there is a crab card in this pack that is pretty good, actually. And then two oh, yeah. that will never leave the binder. But, we have Apprentice Engineer.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's let's take one of Crab's strongest ability and put it on a body that can punch you.
1: <laughs> yes. So, Apprentice Engineer is a two-cost, two-one conflict character worth two influence. Bushi Engineer. Reaction. After this character enters play, choose a holding in your Dynasty discard pile. Put that holding into play in one of your unbroken, non-Stronghold Provinces, discard each other card in that province. And as crab characters tend to go, it's zero glory.
0: Yeah. So It's just rebuild, but on the character, though. A cheap character, too.
1: Yes, although rebuild costing two more than it would otherwise, because if you play it at the end of turn and the character just dies, you know, then it's a two-cost rebuild. If you play it earlier on, well, you get you get a character out of it, but then you don't have the surprise factor, right? So they might be able to attack you back or something.
0: Yeah. Once again, we go into the territory of, like, cards that are clearly meant to replace corset cards. Um, I like it. Now we're in a situation of, like, oh, rebuild was restricted for a reason. (laughs) This guy coming back is is very scary to me. Uh, But at least he costs money this time. He's not just free. Uh, But as a character... Um, I've seen a few of these things where like characters of as they enter play do something and they're like either cheap or free. So they're essentially like actions like spells, but on a body though. Yes. It's not
1: the first one we've seen like that, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I mean, we also saw Crab conflict character let go. Well, oh yeah. I was talking about the game in general. Crab especially gets a lot of people like, hey, I'm going to show up and do my thing because I'm not expected to survive very long. Yes. (laughs) I'm not Kasada or Yokuni. or No, not Yokuni. What's that? Yakumo. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sticking around this battle. Yep. But
1: Apprentice Engineer, great card. We'll definitely see some play. The other two cards in this pack, um, I guess they really needed to hit 20 cards and they hadn't printed enough crab cards yet. So Mm. they just threw, they just printed some hot garbage and threw it straight in the pack and slapped a dark blue mount on
0: it. I I like, I love how, like, how horribly down you are on these things. Uh, uh, This, what does that even say? Inventive buttressing. Uh, an attachment you play on a, a, a province, they give it plus three strength versus military? Yes. Yeah, that's fair.
1: <laughs> it's a one cost, one strength more fine katana that can't attack.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just like to, for, for players who are not operating at a high level, like, why is this thing so bad?
1: Okay, so pro- what this is, it gives plus three province strength during military conflicts.
0: Mm.
1: Province strength is a stat that on The hole is generally the worst stat you can have in the game. High province strength or low province strength really doesn't influence it that much. It's pretty typical that if you're winning a fight, you're winning it by enough to break. Yeah. And what this does is... Let's say that I had a character defending and you're breaking. If I had an attachment that gave me plus three strength you would not be breaking. And I could go and use that offensively later in the turn or next turn or, you know, whenever. But if I just give it to my province, great, you didn't break, but you still won the fight. There was no chance for me to flip the fight back with this stat. And it doesn't do anything offensively. Sure, it just sits there next turn, but if you just attack it politically it doesn't do anything, right? It's just a one-cost, do-nothing, then. Yeah. As well as, it makes it really easy to farm the province.
0: Yeah, and that's um, why people actively, like, people are more likely to reduce their province strength rather than increase it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if you put Uh, this on a four-strength province and make it seven-strength, Almost any character can walk in and go, well, you have to defend because otherwise you lose an honor and I get the ring effect, but I'm not breaking if you don't do anything, so I can come back next turn and threaten it again.
0: Yeah. At a certain point, the farming, like you just create so many resources that um you'll just steamroll the game at a certain point anyway and stuff. Yeah, unless you're, unless why... you're doing it against, like, Hidden Cash and Scorpion. That's just yeah. a bad idea.
1: It's, it's why Pilgrimage is really the only high-strength province run, and it's because you can't farm rings off of it.
0: Yeah. The other yeah. Crab card, Fire and Oil. It's also, it's a holding um, that is like, like, Crab have a million holdings, and this isn't, isn't doing anything as impressive as any of the other ones. Uh, lose an honor to dishonor a character does crab have any way to capitalize on dishonoring a character
1: not really and losing honor is something crab has a hard time coming back from
0: so lose a valuable resource to gain a benefit that's not that great because most people in this game or most decks don't run very much glory so you're not really reducing (laughs) anything on there, and there's not much effects in Crab that, like, if you really wanted to splash crane and make a bridge deck out of it, I guess you could do that, but I feel like there's easier ways to do that.
1: But it's, yeah, it's also just, yeah, I don't know, like, if it was that big a threat, because it's not a surprise, right? You see it there, and Mm. admittedly it works when you're attacking any province, but I'd rather flip up almost anything else. And you could come up with a scenario like, oh yeah, fire and oil would be great right here, but 90% of the time, like, you flip this up against Scorpion and you just, you're gonna cry. Yeah. Compare it to the other effect that we put on a lose-honor province of Cooney Labs, and it just yeah. doesn't even compare.
0: I mean, I can kinda see it, like, if Crab goes back to their Dishonor deck ways, uh, this would be a good target with either Rebuild or Rebuild on a Stick that apprentice we were just talking about. Um, yep. And it'll just be like adding one, but oh, that losing one honor is not something you can really bounce back from, you know?
1: No. One so of the reasons has... why I was
0: like Cooney Labs with a crab would play and stuff. like It's like, oh great, I'm going to win this game via Dishonor because Cooney Labs is about to dishonor my crab opponent for me.
1: Yep. It's been a crab struggle for a really long time and Crab has yet to find a good way to deal with it. They get to run Abbasu's blessing or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, ooh, this is where I get the fanboy out uh, Doji <laughs> Diplomat, a zero cost, zero military, one political, one glory courtier. Why am I so excited about a stat that just says 0011? Zero, zero, one, one?
1: Well, for one, It's free and a body, but for two, it's got quite the action on it, or reaction in this case.
0: Yeah, reaction after this character enters play, each player chooses a face-down province they do not control. Reveal the chosen province. Uh, This does two things. Uh, One, I can scout out my opponent's provinces, see what I want to attack, see what's going on over there. Uh, B, sure, you're revealing me. Uh, And that could trigger a number of things. One, I've got a really cool province called Magistrate Station, which if you play roulette wrong and flip over my station, boom, I've got one of my most strongest cards online already. Uh, B, Crane have had all Dominion Cycle and a little bit before that, a lot of cards that get stronger based on how many provinces are face up. Um, those cards got a little bit stronger with the eminent domain. So we got like uh, Suma village and city of the rich frog. Um, that Dai Doji marketplace wasn't really consistent enough to get those things up because they would fall on Suma village or another face up province already and not really do the job they're supposed to do. Um, Doji diplomat by forcing you to flip over something that's already face down does a lot to uh, make all those cards like, ridiculously more consistent.
1: It can help a lot. And it's also possible that you find their dangerous holdings that you don't want, or their dangerous provinces that you don't want to attack into.
0: Oh yeah, no more going in, running into endless fields on unicorns,
1: Yet jerks.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. A, a play that doesn't happen often, but every time it does. Who do you feel bad?
0: Oh, jeez. Um the another and it also triggers back to I'll you this before the stream. Uh there's a card that Crane got before, the Wealth of the Crane, uh, which looks at 10 cards of your dynasty, put these cards on each of your non-stronghold provinces face up shuffle. Uh, uh max one per face. Um this thing costs five, but you reduce it uh by one for every face-up province you control with a lucky roll of uh, these doji diplomats you can get it to like cost like one or zero depending on what's happening um and this wealth of the crane card is very good because i just found out because i'm dumb that unlike a lot of the other cards it doesn't actually like empty the province that it's putting cards on it just puts it on top of the cards that are already there so you can just have like this row with, like, four or five cards in each row if you play uh, enough cards. Yep.
1: Which is pretty insane. The amount of choices you can get off of that is
0: really high, it turns out. And this is where Crane, ironically, have a better wall than the Crab, for some reason in this game. Because, unlike Crab... Uh crate have really good holdings. Like we don't have many, but the ones that we do are really effective. And being able to pick those things out and fortify my uh provinces and also get some really dope abilities at the same time is really strong.
1: Yep. Uh as well as it just completely fixes a lot of the you know R and G aspect of the game of well, what am I flipping up? if you just already have it all sitting right there in front of you ready to go
0: yeah i played a little bit with her it was, i was like ah, you know what? i don't like my flop let me just see what, what the top 10 cards i've got right now are oh you yep. know what? i gonna play that card that's better uh, again it's like one of those things we haven't we've haven't been playing it before because it was really hard to get it to get like that price point is at five base um even with a couple of eminence it's like hard to do um with the Doji uh, diplomat out and stuff, and it's basically free. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah, I've 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 often criticized, uh, or I don't like, uh, not just this design team, but any design team that try to like like force a um, a synergy like we're seeing it in Dragon with the Kitsuki of Hey, we're going to look at your hand and move around some fate and do investigation shenanigans and they all tend to add up to like really mediocre effects, right? I think this is what a time would, like, this last little linchpin of the Doji Diplomat makes this crane, hey, we're going to play with all of our stuff face-up strategy that wasn't really anything to write home about before stuff, suddenly is a problem just with added consistency. So I'm interested where this goes.
1: It could be incredibly strong, and you know the only thing that would make this character better? What if we just slapped rally on it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be utterly ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I actually think that the Zero military is pretty good because now she's also one bonsai away from just blowing up a province. Or with the inherent strength uh, of her ability, um, a card that was, like, kind of neat but not consistent a second ago, which is Captivating Story for Crane, which, if I attack alone, I can give my character a political buff equal to my face-up provinces, suddenly that one's a lot more playable with her in it. And also, you could use it with her to suddenly uh, do a political poke and randomly blow up someone's province, so...
1: Yeah, and at the absolute worst, she's a really easy body to sacrifice to a uh, a certain province we talked about earlier to dishonor and bow someone.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Literal zero cost. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Gacha Sumiko. We've talked about her before. The long story short of it is that's very expensive for a character you kind of want to die. And then when she dies, she's not really doing anything very consistent. Like, it's all dependent on if you're in a, a state behind. So, I don't like what world, like, oh, my character, my opponent has more cards and more honor and more faith than me. I'm going to buy this champion level character and then let her die to kind of like even that out. Doesn't seem like good math at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was looking over the cards today when or yesterday and I looked at her and was like, she seems really good for her effect, but the cost is just not there. So,
0: The next one for Lion... Um, like I said, I don't want to talk about everything, but I kind of like Righteous Samurai. This is a three-cost, four-military, two-political, two-glory, bushy. Reaction, after an opponent's card or ring effect causes you to lose one or more honor, choose a character, honor that character. So... It's a big middle finger to Scorpion, but overall, like the ability is like too limited to really see widespread use. But that three for for four and two glory, I kinda like. I think the only thing that stops her from being seeing play is she's not a commander. She was a commander. Yep. I think she'd see instant play.
1: Yeah, she's the type of card that you might slot in for a local tournament if you know you've got uh Scorpion opponents you're going to be facing that you want to just gonna kind of be like, hmm, well, oh, you know what? Those scorpions. No, no, no. But I think she'd be pretty good for it.
0: Because, yeah, there's only a handful of cards in the game that would cause you to lose an honor. And if you just see this thing, it's like, hey, don't. Like, Nora's already choosing the Ring uh, uh, ring of Air. Just continue not choosing the Ring of Air, or at least don't take one honor from your opponent when you have to. And then sh- her ability is, uh, you know, blank, you know. But it's just a good stat line for Lion. I really like it. This It's disappointing. Yeah, she'd be a
1: lot better if she said Rally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was, you can say that with every single card so um, it's true. let's see Ex- uh, good thing for lion exposed courtyard it's a holding battlefield castle action during a military conflict discard the top two cards of your conflict deck choose an event in your conflict discard pile you may play that card as if it's in your hand at the end of the conflict put it at the uh, bottom of its owner's conflict deck after playing it uh very convoluted say of like hey you get to play something out of your graveyard Yes. Uh, and, you know, playing cards or recurring cards is pretty good. You know, assuming that you have not put bad cards in your deck, that means you're going to pull a good card out of your deck, right?
1: Yep. And it's also uh, a pretty strong with tactical ingenuity, which allows you to shuffle your deck. So, you know, you put one on the bottom of your deck, well, it could come right back.
0: Yeah, I mean there's very little cost to play. I guess it's the holdings you have to wait for it to flip up, so. Yeah. That's it.
1: Well, and the fact that it's not a a body just to send at your opponent, but I I yeah. think this card's very good.
0: Uh, you know, okay, so we we've been we've been talking about rally a lot. This is a situation of, okay, so this card didn't get rally. Um, something I do enjoy Uh, Because we've noticed before, like with the start of the game, holdings have an issue of if you have holdings there, that means you don't have a body. Um, Rally was a really good way of, like, making holdings way more useful because they're not denying you getting a body. Uh, Same thing with a lot of the event, the the new uh, Dynasty events that have come out lately and stuff. Um, This one doesn't do that. Um, And I think it is good enough to play without rally. Um so but it would definitely be played if it had rally. Um, and I'm it's right on that line. I don't know if like would Rally make it too strong. You know what? Let's not even get into that conversation because yeah. it's not that's not a reality that we have to deal with. So I, I say we just slap Rally on everything. I fair, you know, I would not be opposed to that. Uh let's see. Shiba Pure Heart. We're not gonna talk about that because we've talked about it before. It's a cute ability. Uh Bayushi Kachiko. We have to we're talk gonna about have to, Scorpion. We're gonna have missed. to talk about this card. <laughs> yeah. As always, it, a, a constant in L5 R's history. Kachiko is a problem. <laughs>
1: yes. Bayushi Kachiko is an insane card that people some people have known about for a while. It's been kind of floating around in in the knowledge pool, but she is a 5-cost, 3-6, courtier imperial with 3 glory. Uh, she is a dynasty character this time, unlike her previous version. Uh, but she says, During political conflicts in which this character is participating, you may play each event in your opponent's conflict discard pile as if it were in your hand. After you play a card this way, remove it from the game. You cannot play more than three cards per round this way.
0: So, functionally, whenever every round that uh, starts and you have Kachiko in play, you functionally have three free cards in your hand. That's cray-cray, that's as we call it in the business.
1: Yep. Now, obviously, there are cards that aren't going to do anything with her. Like, she's not going to get much use out of a bonsai and things like that, but if she shows up early, she won't be great, but if she shows up into the mid-to-late game, she is game-winning by herself. You know, she'll play another court games, she can play uh, you know, Assassinate, if somebody's running rebuild, maybe they have something they want to rebuild.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's not quite as bad as Stoke Insurrection because, at the very least, with Kachiko, like she can't copy conflict characters and attachments. Um, she can't really uh, copy things that are like clan locked, like she's not going to copy uh Calvi reserves anytime soon, right? It's yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. technically she could play it, but it would do nothing, right? Um, so it's I actually wonder if she'll even see play. I think she'll see play. For sure, I think she'll see play. But I don't think she's going to be so dominant that um, it requires an issue because there's kind of a way, like, she's not useful all the time. That being said, like, the only way to really, like, air quotes, counterplay her is to change your deck and just put, like, not optimal things in your deck so she can't steal it, right?
1: Yeah, because there are... Plenty of clans where she'll be kind of not doing much, in which case they she just won't be bought, and there's not much opportunity cost to it, but there are plenty of times i mean, can you imagine if Scorpion gets to play your counter spells as well if they if they can play them like oh jeez, they get the favor you've played some censures or something, and now every fight she's in, you just have free censures mm hmm you know, she walks into a fight, you're Phoenix, you've played some clarity of purposes. Well,
0: so does Kachiko now. Like I think the, the thing that like seals the button on her of why I think she's like a super problem is also like that's just a stat line. It's not a action, it's not a reaction, it's not a, something that's triggered. Because every once yeah. in a while this game adds a lot of things of like hey, choose a character. They can't trigger their abilities. Um yeah when no one plays those things, because no one who has an ability worthwhile is triggered. <laughs> yep. Katsuko just does her thing. Uh, Kasada just does his thing. Yep. It's cloud the mind or nothing. Yep.
1: So. Will she see play? Maybe. I think she's probably worth it myself, but I am not a Scorpion player, so we'll have to see. Yeah.
0: Uh, the next card is a unicorn card, very useful. Um, which I don't sound crappy, but it's uh, you know, unicorns don't get like very cool stuff at this low cost range. So, Ganzu Warrior, two cost, two military, Blake, political, zero glory, Bushi, Gaijin, Seeker Roll only. Well, maybe that's a detriment because we're not really on Seeker Roll a whole lot right now. Uh, reaction, after a province is revealed during a conflict in which this character is participating, resolve a ring effect that matches the revealed a province's uh, element. So he just gets a ring effect for attacking early game. Like, that's pretty strong.
1: <laughs> yes, that is a very strong effect. But you've also got you running over here with all your. I'm going to reveal
0: my own provinces. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> sure, but he's not always going to be against the crane, right? Um, yeah, there are eminent. He likes. So oh, he doesn't work against eminent. And one of the things about eminent domains or eminent provinces is um, they tend to be very safe. Uh, yes. So they don't have an attack sh- uh, act that will hurt you while you're attacking them. So they tend to be like target number one in the war game so you have to go into unknown terrain to really get that kind of stuff um and you can't really bank on which ring effect you're gonna get but like very rarely is any of them really bad unless yeah you hit flip over a void and your opponent doesn't have any fate on their characters that could be the thing yeah
1: (laughs) i i could also see so he doesn't just say when he attacks It's not just, like, reveal on attack. If you have a card that reveals a province while attacking, you could potentially do something cheeky with him. I can't say that that's going to be good, but somebody is going to build that deck. Hmm. And
0: shout out to you, whoever you are. I hope you do well with it. I I think it's cute how he non-bows with Shiro Shinjo. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yep. Uh, let's see, we've already talked about the Rolly Shiotome. Uh this is why Designed by Committee is a bad thing. Yep. Uh, Sun Tempest, I'm just going to skip it because it's not very interesting. It's a rally uh,
1: card, but it's not, they managed to make a rally card that's not an auto-include.
0: Yeah. Um, what? Well, ironically, it would shut down that uh, the Enlightenment deck that was running around a few months ago, but that's not running around anymore, so yep. <laughs> oh well. I guess, I guess if there's a ring effect that really screws over your deck type for some reason, look at Sutton Tempest, but I can't think of which ring that would be. Um, here's one, not to go back on the crane and stuff, but you, uh, like, I said, Max has like had his head in the sand. He's has been ignoring L5R for a few months, and he's like, hey, I should look at these cards coming up in prepar- preparation for tonight's podcast. And then he texts me right when I was getting out of work, like, what the hell is treasured gift?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a zero-cost pacifism type effect that makes it so I can't attack. That seems really strong. Sure, it gives me a ton of stats, but
0: I don't win by defending. So it's a zero-cost, plus two military, plus three political. It can only attach to a, a character your opponent controls. Attached character cannot be declared as an attacker against a province you control. Uh, So, yeah, it is a pacifism where instead of, like, you can't participate in military or you can't participate in political, it's you can't be declared as an attacker. Which means, you know, you can still move in, you can still defend, um, but, you know, costing free is pretty cool, too.
1: Yeah, especially if you, you know, let's say they do manage to sneak their way in spending cards and you just thank them for coming to your tea house and take your treasured gift back.
0: And there's some characters that this is absolutely destroyed. It's like like uh, Yohita Oishi, like, just yep. wrecked by giving her a tea set, apparently. <laughs> yeah. She was not prepared for such kindness of the crane. Or Tsuko uh, and Unicorn. Is it Tsuko? Yeah. No, that's not her name. Is it? Why am I so bad at this? I don't know. But there
1: are definitely multiple characters that it just really messes up.
0: Tetsuko, and, there we go. Yeah. Taku Tetsuko. And... Will it see any play? Eh,
1: maybe, maybe not. It's kind of like Pacifism, where Pacifism didn't see any play straight up until it saw all the play. And I'm pretty sure we're back to it not really seeing any play again right now.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm unsure if it will see play. I'm interested in it. Uh, nah, because Crate also have the, um, the tea house. Just a proper tip for, tape for it. The esteemed tea house. And I noticed a while ago, uh, you could do something really busted with this where, hey, Max, you've got Hida Oishi who really wants to attack me. Have a treasured gift. You can't attack me. Uh, now it's my turn to attack you. Oh no, now I've got a really strong... <laughs> Oishi's oh, drinking her tea and she's super politically savvy now stuff. Why well, me use my tea house to take my treasured gift back? <laughs> yep. And play it on you again later. Um, that's the kind of synergy I like. I'm really abusing that. Yes.
1: Again, will it be super meta? Probably not, but it'll, I'll get hit, Trevor will randomly slap it down on me one day and just completely blow me out of the water with it, because I'll never see it coming. And then he'll just tea house it back, and I, I will go and cry and be like, why do you have to print these effects, FFG, why?
0: <laughs> Which, to note, this has happened, not the crying part, but sometimes I'll just pull some crane BS out of my back pocket, and you just see the life drain out of Max's face. And it's just like, you know what? I'll just play Magic for the rest of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. Well, uh, let's see, Daidoji Yari. The only thing really important to say about is Eric Balhus. This is a card designed by the twenty eighteen World Champion Eric Balhus. Go Crane. Um, he designed this i card. Air quotes designed it uh, in a time where um, covert was much more of an issue. So if this thing came out like two years ago, it would be pretty decent. Um, and yeah. also, he's I think he said like it's gone some alterations since you know he put his initial input into it. You know,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure they often do, but it's the, it's now a card that is there in case we come back to that meta.
0: Sure, I mean, uh, we've every once in a while we see some new covert cards come out. You know, um, uh, ironically, Crane has a lot of really good covert options right now. Um, yep. All all that being said, though, I think the one cost... If it costs zero, I think it'd be perfect. It'd be a, a perfectly reasonable card. Costing run or one really, like, boots it. Oh, unless I guess you go back to, um, you know, Iron Mountain Castle.
1: Yep. <laughs> We've run- solved the it. Yari-, Yari meta. Yep, it, it goes in Dragon for their Crane Splash
0: deck. Because Dragon has so much trouble with Covert.
1: Yes. Whatever will they do? Although realistically, if they blank your covert, it makes their covert that much better. But you know, I don't. I don't think we'll see that.
0: Let's see. In search, I guess we are looking at all the cards now uh, because we only have a few left. Um, In search of self, one cost event action during a conflict. Choose an attacking character with printed costs X or lower, where X is equal to the number of face down provinces you control. Bow that character. Uh, dragon event, by the way. Uh, th- so, this is the new Miramoto's Fury.
1: Yep. The fixed Miramoto's Fury. Still good. It'll probably see some play. Not nearly as broken as Miramoto's Fury. Not, not sure there's much else to say about it.
0: I mean, it does in one-shot. I had um, a time where I was um, showing one of the older, uh, a player from the old version of the game, this new version, and they tried to do some old-school tactics. Like, hey, I'm just going to buy a champion, load it up with some and fa- attack. it." And they went face-first into a Miramoda's Fury and, like, lost the game basically right there. It was just like, well, I don't like this new version of the game. Um, so you can't do that with this anymore. You know, it costs a dollar. Yeah. Um, much smaller thing. Yeah, It does feel like what's that card from Dragon that, um has you put cards face down again. Maybe you can get some Yeah, juice the out of this.
1: the poison master guy or the anti-poisoner or whatever his name is. It's
0: not like that. Maybe
1: that it'll somebody will make the deck. <laughs> i to turn all my provinces face down again. Ha 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 ha. ha.
0: Um let's see. For lie this is a good line one. Uh, this yeah. is the new uh, Spirit Collar called Spirit Collar Prodigy. <laughs> so it's like baby Spirit Collar. I guess like he's looking into the water and he sees a lion spirit looking back yeah. at him. That's cool. Uh, three costs, one military, three political, two glory, Shugenja, water. Action. Sacrifice this character. Choose a lion character with printed three costs or lower in your dynasty discard pile. Put that character into play. So yeah, just um, a more reasonable... Um Spirit Caller. Spirit Caller. It's cool that it's yep. a conflict character.
1: <laughs> yep. I will say I I find it annoying that they both exist at the same time. Because I've thought for a long time Spirit Caller was a very problematic card, but
0: Yeah, kind of, but um I don't know if this card really sees play right now with Lion rocking Lion is either doing Tower or they're doing Honor. And yeah. this doesn't fit in the tower. It might fit in the honor, actually, yeah, I bet you this thing could um be used to pull out some like pushy of the three one tree hill or something like that,
1: yeah, so will it see play probably the effect's incredibly strong, I mean, you know we saw a very similar effect on a roll restricted card that cost one less in four bears, uh. So and it forebears didn't get to participate in a conflict as well, so I do imagine this will see play in Lion. oh yeah,
0: not in the tower deck, but it'll it'll pop up somewhere. It's pretty good. Yep. This next one from Phoenix, I really like uh the three influence I guess is necessary, but like if you've you're splashing Phoenix, um, I don't see you not spending all your. Uh, influence on clarity of purpose because it's so good. But anyway, uh, this is called, it's one of uh, costs, it's called Magistrate's Intervention. Play only if you control a courtier or a magistrate. So finally getting some work out of that magistrate keyword. Action. Choose an attacking character. Dishonor that character. Then, if that character's controller has declared two or more conflicts against you again this phase, uh, dishonor it again. So, it's a mark of shame in event form.
1: Yep, and with much more restriction.
0: Sure. And I, uh, but it also costs one less too. So if you, yes. if certain decks, like if you're Crater Scorpion or I guess Phoenix, certain Bloods of Phoenix, so yeah, you easily have the courtier, uh, requirements to play this. So, um, that's easy. Uh, yeah. Just don't shout get Shout out canceled. to the like,
1: shout out to the like three Dishonor Phoenix players
0: in the world. This card's for you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, like, what, uh, what does Phoenix care about dishonoring someone else? Um, I don't know.
1: That there, there are, there are, I know of at least one or two people who play dedicated Phoenix Dishonor. hmm So, for them, this card, it'll be played. For everyone so else...
0: They, are they just doing it for the, like, this is basically minus one honor for the opponent when that character leaves play? Is that what they're doing?
1: I mean they could. It's minus two on right if the character's honored.
0: Sure. I mean kinda like fire and oil and crab that we were talking about earlier. It's like if I have if I'm doing if I'm spending a card and making sure these parameters are correct to make sure someone is dishonored, you know, I feel like I'm setting something up like a noble sacrifice or something.
1: Yeah, like you can also just think of this as a one cost way of the Scorpion, right? Like they run for shame and stuff like that, so Having the ability to just dishonor a character is not bad.
0: I mean, I, I still like it. Uh, I, I, as someone who wants to play noble sacrifice, I've, I'll yes. keep it on my <laughs> my watch list. Yep um compromise secrets zero cost zero military zero political condition play only if you're less honorable than an opponent as additional cost to trigger an ability an attached character uh, see we just talked about top kachiko um its controller must give you one honor scorpion uh, card it is a scorpion card um and as it's like <laughs> see a scorpion card seems to be so strong this i'm surprised that this one is like not really all that bad i don't think it's going to see play
1: yeah, it's it's the type of thing where if triggered abilities get really popular, um Scorpion are going to run it. Yeah. If like in the current meta we're not in the place where they're really popular, probably won't see any play. The
0: it- thing I don't like about this one is that the the play only if you have if you are less honorable than an opponent, which only assures that Scorpion are the only ones who are gonna be playing this, which is really annoying. Cause sometimes other clans try to play with um the dishonor victory condition, but they can't make like hover permanently at six honor like Scorpion can to ensure this thing is uh it's able to be played. So
1: Yeah. It's the type of thing where in some really weird, messed up world I could see putting this in a Crab deck. Crab is often less honorable than the opponent. And it would be a way just to be like, it's not necessarily that I'm trying to dishonor you out, maybe I am, but you know what? You giving me honor, I'll take it. Keep me in the game. Hmm. Do I think that'll ever happen? No.
0: But I could see the world where it does. Yeah. Um, oh, well, and Skirm is not really dishonoring people right now anyway and stuff. Well, they're not really doing it. They, they have Stoke Insurrection. They can kind of do whatever they want. It's just Balker's Towns over there, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, final card, Unicorn, flank the enemy. One-cost event, uh, tactic, action, during a conflict in which you control more participating characters than your opponent, your opponent chooses a participating character they control Bow that character. Uh, I don't Seems know. Seems bad. Yeah, it's the the killer line here is your opponent gets to con- uh, target the character, you know. Yeah. Even in, like, tower decks where generally you have one character, usually there's, like, one or two little, like, one or zero cost guys floating around to just eat the effect of this thing. Yeah, so especially if n-
1: you're if you're playing against Unicorn and you know they have the possibility of having it, you just mm. throw two guys in there.
0: Yeah, I wish the opponent didn't get the option on this one. Then it would be really good. Uh yeah, that would be is. insane. Uh, definitely not worth the three influence cost. I think the three influence cost is the idea of like if you got to choose, then it would be worth three because this yeah. would be card, like, if I'm someone who doesn't traditionally have a swarm theme, uh, maybe I want to be Dragon, I want to try some swarm tactics out, you know, this would be a great card to throw in and, like, get some juice out of having a lot of little cheap characters and stuff, but not if my opponent gets to control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bounds.
1: one of the reasons I could see them putting it this at three influence, So like I was saying, if I know my opponent's on Unicorn and I know this is a possibility, I can play around it, but mm-hmm. If just anyone could decide to just throw these in their deck, it could be a major blowout. Mm.
0: Yes.
1: So, is that the reason? I don't know. But, I won't complain about it having a high influence. I don't want to just get randomly hit by this from, say, my, you know, lion opponent when I decided to defend with one big guy.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, any final thoughts on all this stuff? Um, I'm intrigued. Dominion um, cycle has not really excited me for a lot. So on top of like we're in the apocalypse, there's no events really to tr- practice for and stuff. Uh got to say a lot of Dominion has been fairly lackluster, for, I think for a lot of people. Um... Interesting, I think this last one is the most interesting pack we've gotten so far um it's clearly got the most like version two point oh's of corset cards um but I think it like opens up some interesting things, or maybe maybe just too much of my crane hole it's uh like you get that stuff
1: yeah like I think it's definitely an interesting pack. I think that every clan at least got something out of this pack, which it doesn't always happen, hmm. Um so it's interesting will some of these cards see play uh, plenty of them will see play maybe not until rotation happens um i'm sure there are some that won't ever see play because it's impossible to make cards good for everything yeah but it's interesting and uh there isn't an abundance of cards that say rally in this pack <laughs> No, so. I,
0: I I do agree. Like everybody got at least one thing they can be semi excited for, you know, yeah, or really excited for. Uh, they're not all winners, but um, even the neutral one. Like, how often do we get like a province that's worth playing? Let alone something that's now going to compete with freaking shameful display. That's that's huge in my book.
1: Yeah, that is a rare
0: occasion. Hmm. Dragon got a stronghold, which, you know, a, a a statement spoken into the void is a a significant event to happen. Yes. Um it's, it's still kind Dragon's, of
1: like, f- this is Dragon's
0: fourth stronghold now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean it bring, it still brings it up to like zero playable strongholds, but... <laughs> they're trying. No, it was the monk one turned out to be more useful than people gave it credit for and stuff. But, like, yep. Dragon's got a lot of pieces that just still not coming together. Um, you know, if I'm Dragon, I'm happy for this In Search of Self. I think that's really cool. Um, that's a mirror of Fury Light. Um, and, you know, and the, like I so said, the, the, the holding, if I'm on Mountain's Anvil, I don't see why I would not upgrade to Iron Mountain Castle. But uh, I don't think they're, they're you know, in a whole new world or anything.
1: No. I don't think that... Maybe for Crane, but I don't think that this pack revolutionized any decks. But there's tools to work with, for sure.
0: Um, I think... I'm worried about the Apprentice Engineer. Um... Because I know how rebuild can be, and there's a reason rebuild is restricted. Even though he costs two now, but he's also uncancellable now. You can't cancel a character. So I am very worried about what you crabs are going to come up with with the Apprentice yeah. Engineer.
1: I will also point out he does have another random weakness of the fact that uh, rebuild shuffled the cards back in. The Apprentice Engineer just discards them.
0: Oh, Oh! how horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: unplayable garbage. I'm glad we could agree. Cards not broken. No, no issues here.
0: <laughs> I, I like how all these like 2.0 versions of the cards that are like very reasonable. It's like, yeah, this is like this is terrible. Yeah. I uh, so, just look at Sumiko again. I feel so bad for Dragon.
1: Yeah, maybe if they like paint her yellow, um, they can play Apprentice Spirit Caller. And or spell caller pro spirit caller prodigy and nobody'll notice. Mm-hmm. Just bring her back for free.
0: Yeah. Unicorn kind of got a short end of the stick too, because flanked enemy sucks, and worldly Shiatome, we didn't even talk about because she's not worth talking about. Um they did get the Ganzu warrior, and that is good. Um, but it's not like making a huge impact on their deck or solving any of the problems that they are currently have right now. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't,
1: you know, Kachiko is obviously the most keep an eye on this card card of the pack, in my opinion. Um, Oh,
0: yeah. But I like the pack. As do I. Uh, Good thing with the pack six is now out. It's going to be uh, available this Friday. So a couple of days from now, once this podcast released, restricted list is out. This is going to be the last one we get until like the next one should be around usually early January is when that hit, you know, after Tyler gets done with Christmas and new year's break, he'll hit us with that one. And often the holiday one is a like, Hey, let's revolutionize the game and like do an overhaul of the system. I don't know if we're going to get that since we didn't have a tournament season this year. Uh we'll see what happens, but um like this is like the meta for now. Uh fortunately we do have another pack like around November we're gonna start seeing um the next the, cycle. So yep, the
1: temptation <laughs> cycle.
0: Always something to look forward to. Okay. Yep. Maybe we can tempt you. Oh jeez. with the Maho. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh final shout outs uh will give a shout out to our sister podcast the court games rpg podcast hosted by Ginny and mike uh also we have uh, joining our network our court games network is uh crimson gold agonies and fortune and strife two actual plays we also have our newest show tokyo of the five rings uh we talk about uh, the history of Japan and how it kind of relates to l 5 R, But most talk about like real life, actual history of Japan and its uh, religious settings or religious settings. No, it's real. It's a real, <laughs> the real life uh, religious beliefs of Shintoism and Buddhism and uh, how they affect the culture over there. So you can find that on YouTube or you can go to our website at www.courtgamespod.com. Once again, that is Max www.corkgamespod.com You are going to be a very successful used car salesman in your future, I tell you what. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, the other podcasts, or the L5R Discord, please check out our Patreon and see all the cool things we have on there. We have uh, early access to shows, you get to vote on some subject matter that appears in some of the actual plays, and I've, maybe I will do something as well, now that I am back from a hiatus. <laughs>
1: yes. Any shout-outs, Max? Uh, well, none aside from, you know, last week, we gave a shout-out to uh, The Table Is Yours. I'll shout them out once again because I think they're great, and I even though I'm in absolutely no way affiliated with them, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm only one of the readers. Uh, we are currently caught up with the story. Check us out and keep an eye for any future stories coming out on there.
0: You know what I'm going to shout out? I'm going to shout out the Jade Throne podcast. Now, why would I shout out the Jade Throne podcast What is like pretty much the most popular L5R LCG podcast uh, that exists right now? Because they're, they're Shay's like stalwart efforts to do a weekly podcast every week since it started is really turned against him when there's like a, a complete dearth of news and the last few episodes is him just like in a room going crazy so shay needs your love go give him a sign of love support i love that guy oh boy he needs more news to talk about
1: <laughs> just just make up some news get fake articles send it to him maybe he'll talk about them
0: I like he had an episode two weeks ago that was just him and Gibbons arguing with me in the chat room. And it's a chat room. The audience can't hear what I'm writing in chat, so they don't <laughs> know my part of the conversation. Yep. All right. With that, I'll see you guys later. Yep. Side art.